Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of BXB's Bonus Babble for Saturday, the 22nd of July. It's quiet. It's a quiet time of year. It's summertime. There aren't a lot of big releases, though. Before you know it, we will be inundated. But what that has meant is this week, the main thing I've been playing, other than Marvel Heroes Omega, which I will get to in a little bit, is the Destiny 2 beta. Um, and I've been playing that with my wife, and I've been playing that with some friends. And basically, if you, uh, unless you're living under a rock, you've heard that this was coming out. This has been talked about everywhere. This is the big thing uh, for this week, more than anything, really. Bigger than any other, really, video game release that's coming out. Um, and uh, it's been good. It's been more Destiny. Now, I am an unashamed Destiny fan. I've put probably, if not hundreds, thousands of hours into the original Destiny, uh, despite its flaws, of which there were many, of which many were fixed as time went along. And Destiny 2, the beta thus far, is very much um, a continuation of the improvements, the incremental improvements that were seen within Destiny 1 from the Taking King to Rise of Iron. Specifically, though, the Taking King, because the creative lead of that DLC is the creative lead on, on Destiny 2, which is Luke Smith, formerly of 1UP and the 1UP show and things like that on uh, on the Internet back in the earlier 2000s. Um, that's definitely where I know him from. Though I imagine most people don't really know him from that at all anymore, just thinking of him as the Destiny guy, uh, the Bungie guy. However, the beta, it consists of a large chunk of story stuff at the beginning. Let me get into this. There's a strike in there. And then there's two competitive multiplayer modes on two separate maps. It's not a huge amount in there. Uh, let me just, like, my personal thoughts on this beta. The story, super good. Like, really affected me way more than I thought it would. Um, the fact that you see the Traveler in Dire Straits, that the tower that you know so well as the social space from Destiny has been uh, is been destroyed, it is in ruins, it is on fire. That these major quest-giving characters are in trouble, uh, and then the way the actual story mission ends—I don't want to spoil it. You've still got a few hours to play the beta. It's open until tomorrow, as of recording, which is this Sunday. Um, so if you can get a chance, it's open now. So it started off on PS4 closed, and then the Xbox One closed beta. Uh, if you had your pre-orders, and now it's open to everyone this weekend. And I will point out as well, it's a free multiplayer weekend right now, happening right now on Xbox. So you can get in there, you can try out Destiny 2. Great timing on the part of uh, Microsoft. They're trying to obviously get some people playing Destiny on their platform. Really smart move. And I think it's worth checking out. This game is vastly improved. We've got proper narrative. We've got proper story. We've got NPCs giving dialogue. You've got cutscenes. These are things that were basically almost entirely missing when Destiny first launched a few years ago. Uh, things were improved, like I said, as DLC came out. But things, as they stand now with the Destiny 2 beta, are really, really strong. Uh, the Strike's fun. It incorporates some of the platforming and puzzle mechanics more commonly found in the raids in the original Destiny. And they're bringing those elements into the Strikes, into the normal kind of gameplay loop. I think is a smart move and I even enjoyed the multiplayer um I forget how much I like destiny multiplayer the the combination of powers uh with gunplay and the gunplay is just second to none in destiny it is the best feeling first person shooter out there it feels fantastic Bungie knows how to do that and they've nailed it once again uh and in this new two new multiplayer modes it's uh, basically destiny 2 it's all going to be 4v4 multiplayer now stepping back from the 6v6 that we found in a lot of the modes in Destiny 1. And in these two mode plays, you have Control, and you have this like bomb defusal type game. Uh, and then Control, you've known it, you've played it before in other first-person shooters. It's a slower, less intense form of multiplayer. It's a way of like always knowing where your opponents are because they're always on those control points. You can always find somewhere to engage. You can always find somewhere to get involved with combat. Uh, and I found it quite easy and you know quite fun to play. This other mode, this kind of capture and uh, 
diffusing of the bomb thing. It's basically you get one life, it's multiple short rounds, uh, and you have to either plant the bomb or defend from the bomb being planted. Now, what I like about modes like this is there's the risk and reward factor, which makes, makes people play a bit differently, knowing you've only got one life. And there's also the tactical elements of having multiple places to plant and defend at the same time. So you can do things like dummy. So you can send your team down one way. Three guys go one way to, to draw the opponents. This actually happened in a multiplayer game. I played with a, just a bunch of randoms. So they went down one way. I went to the, plant the bomb, bomb in the other location. So obviously their gunfight drew all their opponents to them. So left me completely open to plant the bomb. And when the bomb started planting, that then drew the, uh, yeah, the enemy team towards the bomb, distracting them enabling my team to wipe them and for us to win the round now this was like a, a strategy you didn't really get in the original destiny's multiplayer modes so i imagine playing with three other people that you know well cooperating that's going to be a lot of fun that's going to be a tactical kind of multiplayer which i could see myself being drawn to now there's some balance problems definitely happening in the beta but that's why it's a beta we've got like things like uh, heavy weapon ammo isn't dropping maybe as frequently as it should and in the multiplayer the you know your supers and your recharges for your grenades and your ability seem very very slow so i think some tweaking needs to be done in that but that's that's fine this feedback is being given bungie bungie are listening and i think this Beta proves how much Bungie have listened uh, throughout the intervening years since release. And, you know, they are trying to make the destiny that people really want to see. And that has me excited. I can't wait for September the 6th to roll around and to get my hands on it. It's going to be a really, really cool experience. Now, besides the Destiny 2 beta, uh, I've been playing yet more Marvel Heroes Omega. And it seems like we talk about this on just about every podcast over the last sort of like two months since the beta happened on PlayStation. Then we had the Xbox release, and now I'm talking about it yet again. And that's because it's a, it's a painfully accessible game. I mean, how can you not enjoy this game? I just fit. The reason I'm bringing it up now is that I just got one of my first character level 60, uh, and I've already started on another character. Uh, and another character, which I'll be doing on the streams, um, you know, so please check them out. There's going to be another one of those soon. I've only got one up so far, but we're, we're experimenting with streaming, you know, we're listening to feedback, we're trying to do that. Uh, but I've got my blade up to level 16. I've just started on a Scarlet Witch, um, and already I'm in the mid-20s with, uh, with that character. And it's just so much fun, and I can't recommend it enough, honestly, because even they've made a really good game here. They've just brought out the first sort of big post-release patch, which has brought in some new features and a new event. Um, the, the Daily Bugle stuff to tie into Spider-Man Homecoming stuff uh, with the Sinister Six, which which is cool because you have the movie version of the Vulture to fight at the end of it, which is really good fun. We've got a new character as well with this patch. Um, you know, so it's definitely you know, this is what I wanted to see. This is what I wanted to see: post-release support, uh, patches improving stability, patches improving the invoice invoice inventory system you know and that's all being brought in and things are getting better on recognizably improved with every iteration of the game that's so far coming out uh and as long as gazillion support it i will keep playing it this game is a lot of fun and i recommend you check it out because it's free why wouldn't you check it out it's free um i also put up a couple of reviews this week the first one I put up was Lethal League, the brand new release on consoles for a game that's come out in 2014 uh, on PC, as I mentioned in my review. Yeah, it has been around a while, but it's a damn good game. It's a fighting game in which you don't directly fight each other. You hit a ball at each other, hence the Lethal League. It's, a, it's like a play on baseball, and you smack this ball around the screen at incredible speeds when it gets going, and then it's, you've got to try and hit that into your opponent. And this can be two-on-two or uh, four on four crazy mayhem or teams of two against teams of two now obviously it's a predominantly a multiplayer game there is single player element in there and the problem i had with the multiplayer is there's not a lot of people playing it on xbox 
Uh, I don't know about PlayStation, but where I played it was Xbox, and there's just not a lot of people to match make. Um, but I think if you've got you know three other guys with you or girls with you, you know, playing it local, this game is an amazing, amazing competitive game. It's got amazing art style, fantastic visuals, great soundtrack. It's really kinetic, really intense. Um, and if you know you're going to get some people together to play it, I highly recommend it. Uh, I was also playing uh, Serial Cleaner, which I think I talked about in uh, the previous episode of BXP's Bits and Bobs. Sadly, I plugged away at this quite a lot more. I got a lot further into the game, finished it. <sighs> that difficulty is a real turn-off to me. Um, the, the fact that you can spend a lot of time in these levels, and then you can just die from one hit instantly and get reset, and your progress gets reset, and you have to do the whole thing again, is really frustrating. It's a shame, because if it wasn't tweaked a bit better, a little bit more accessible... I think the game would have a massive audience as it is, you know, with that art style being so good and the soundtrack again, being so um, compelling to the era that it's setting. It's a, such a shame that I can't recommend this game more fully because it's just too difficult. It just, it just isn't fun when the level of frustration it can create uh, on a moment to moment basis. Such a shame. I really would love to recommend that game more highly. Just, I really would. Um, also, we've had some news this week. I mean, I think there was some news um, a couple of weeks, but we didn't talk about it in bits and bobs. But I wanted to talk about it today um, because there's been some more follow-up stories about it. <laughs> the news that Sports Direct bought like twenty odd percent of Game. Sports Direct and Game. That's so strange, isn't it? Because you think of sports rates, they're the guys that, you know, they make your football shirts, they sell your football shirts, and, you you know, your sport and apparel. You know, it's kind of the antithesis of what gamers do, which is sit in their living room or their basement or whatever and try to avoid going outside and doing anything in sort of to do with physical activity. I know that I know that's how I roll. Um, so it was quite strange to me when I heard about that news. And let's also bear in mind, this is Sports Direct, who have a lot of controversy around them. The guy in charge... Um, it's not a nice man, and he's been paying people, you know, there was a lot of scandal over him paying people under the minimum wage, you know, in the UK. And that's that's really shady. Um, these are people that have struggled with their bottom line, with their profits on a regular basis, that are, are famous for treating their staff badly. And the poor guys at Game, I did my time at Game many years ago, and there's a lot of passionate people that work for Game, until you get to the management level anyway. Uh, and, and, you know, for them to be treated as badly as they have been over the years, to have us come so close to bankruptcy on multiple occasions. It happened when I worked there, they nearly went under. Uh, and it's happened multiple times since. Um, and it's amazing that that company still exists in any shape or form. And it's not surprising that they're willing to let, you know, to let this investment come in from such a, a dodgy source because they probably are in desperate need. And I know there were some financial results recently as well where they've been struggling as well, even with the hardware releases of the Switch and the PSVR and things like that. Maybe the uh, Xbox One X later on the year will help them. But I think that, that their days are numbered. And let's be honest, brick and mortar retail in general, the days are numbered. People shop online now. You get better deals. You get amazing service. It usually arrives. The net, you can get most stuff to arrive the next day or at least that week. So why go through these awful things. I mean, there's just been this new story that game are forcing people to buy the um, Splatoon bundle uh, of the Nintendo Switch with a whole bunch of other shit, like controllers or other games that you don't want. But if you go in to a shop or online, you have to buy it with that stuff. They've been told by their head office they are not allowed to sell that, that console, which is the Nintendo Switch neon colors with Splatoon bundled in by itself. You are not able to buy it as is. You have to buy it with their extra stuff, which takes the price up to around £500, which is a lot more expensive than, you know, what the RRP is for that item. And yet they are forcing people to do that. 
you know, it's not it's not great. And I feel sorry for the guys on the front lines. I feel sorry for those sales assistants and those advisors who are on there talking to the customers, trying to get those up sales, trying to get those things put through the till because that's what their jobs depend on. And they've been giving these extra roadblocks, which I think is totally unfair and unreasonable. And, you know, you're asking for mon more money from people that are probably already scrimping and saving to get the bare minimum sort of console for their kids or for themselves. You know, things aren't that easy right now financially for anybody. And yeah, okay, Nintendo Switch is the luxury item. You could, the option always, is always just not to buy it. And I understand that. But at the same time, forcing people to buy these extras, you know, it was always heavily recommended. You always tried to upsell back in the day when I worked there. I remember when, when I worked there, it was all about trying to get people to buy the shitty game where third-party accessories, the, the sleeves and controllers and stuff that weren't official because that's where the margins were. That's where the extra money could be made. Um, but yeah, 26% of game, uh, is now owned, um, by sports direct. So let's see how that works out. <laughs> you know, maybe that'll keep them going. Maybe that's just another nail in the coffin for that company. And I suspect more likely it's the latter. Another bit of news, doom, doom, 2016, my game of last year. It should have been BXB games is a game of last year, but I had to compromise for inside. A very good game, but I still think Doom's better. But I love Doom. I absolutely adore Doom. But I never bought the season pass for the multiplayer content because I didn't. Uh, that's not why I was playing Doom, you know, for the multiplayer. But what the what the guys at Bethesda have just done with the patch six point six six, brilliantly numbered guys, love it. They have made all of that multiplayer content free. So all that stuff that was in the season pass is now going to be incorporated into the multiplayer game. And they've completely changed the leveling up system and how you achieve uh, the different unlocks and stuff like that. We completely restructured the multiplayer. It's really cool to see Bethesda, you know, evolving the gaming platform that they've got there with Doom because they've looked at it and gone, right, horribly splintered user base on multiplayer. Nobody's playing multiplayer. And this is true. Nobody was playing. I could never get a game um recently at all because i maybe it's because i had didn't have the season pass or maybe it's just because nobody was playing it but whatever reason they've done this they've got it in the headlines they've got people turning on doom again it was being sold uh, i think there was like a free free weekend or a very cheap weekend uh for the game across all platforms happening right now i believe and you can buy the game really really cheap right now as well um just to get people back in there to get another sort of hit of users in there it is a fantastic game like truly amazing game i cannot recommend it enough and at the price it is right now with what they've done with the season pass now it's perfect it's perfect if you don't know this game already for christ's sake buy it frankly buy it again buy it on a platform you don't have it on and get the achievements or the trophies you don't have do it all again why not it's one of the best campaigns and now they're making the multiplayer even better i love it that's amazing well done bethesda clap to you guys um i've also picked up i picked up a couple of things um from playstation network as well this week i got yakuza zero on sale at the very 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 end of like their big in japan sale in the eu uh and i know this game's meant to be amazing i know um previous brit xbox editor mark absolutely adores this game and has been raving about it for months and has been trying to get me to pick it up uh, and i finally caved and christ knows when i'm going to play it though i mean things are quiet right now maybe i'll try and fit fit some in right now before the big releases start happening in a couple of weeks time um but i i don't know it's sat on my hard drive i desperately want to give it a go it seems unique and weird and wonderful and brilliant i, I can't wait to try it out i also pre-ordered uh pyre which is the new super giant games uh game uh that's coming out on playstation now i might well get a free copy of pyre for review that is possible i might give it to someone else i might not get one i don't care because it's super giant and i have loved everything they have put out since moment one this is their third game the first game was bastion 
amazing game. One of the greatest arcade games that ever came out on the 360 and is now available on Xbox One as well and PlayStation and everything, I believe. If you've not played, played, uh, played Bastion, I highly recommend it. It's basically this love letter to action um platformy rpg game type things from the sort of snes era it's beautiful it's got this amazing voice narration it's fantastic then then along came transistor uh, which is another fantastic soundtrack really innovative type of gameplay trying new things and now we've got pyre which i'm still not sure exactly what this game is it seems to be some kind of like ritualistic mythologically driven competitive sport game but i don't exactly know. It's a massive RPG as well. We have a cast of characters that far dwarfs anything they've done before. But yeah, I mean, other than it's super giant, and I love the guys over there that work on the team, and I love uh, the music they make and everything they do. Um, I don't really know much about it other than it's coming out next week. I've pre-ordered it. I'm sure I'll talk about it on bits, bits and bobs on Saturday, uh, a week today. However, right now I don't know what it is other than if you love super giant like I do. Support them. It's 10% off on PlayStation, I think, for pre-orders right now. You know, it's not going to be a, an expensive game anyway, and I'd be very surprised if it's anything less than excellent because of their pedigree. But we will see. I think that brings us to the ends of this bonus babble. Uh, I'm, I don't think it's been very long. I've gone through a bunch of things, but it's been quite quiet this week, so I don't have a huge amount of stuff to recap. Other than, yeah, if you can, get on the Destiny 2 beta right now. Like I said, free multiplayer weekend is happening right now on Xbox Live, so it might well be worth taking advantage of that um check it out i guess do you know what i'm gonna close on i'm gonna close on a piece of news that had my wife shouting fucking yes when i told her and that is the news that aaron flynn the managing director i think was his title of bioware has stepped down now why would my wife be so happy about that i mean yeah andromeda was disappointing she was just as disappointed if not more disappointed than most you know, but she's not the kind of person to celebrate somebody losing their job or having to quit their job, you know, in a cloud of shame. No, she was cheering because of who's replacing him. And that's a gentleman called Casey Hudson. Now, to a lot of people who aren't maybe massively immersed in the video games uh, sort of ethos like I am, you know, who's Casey Hudson, you know? You don't necessarily know, everybody doesn't necessarily know the creative forces behind projects. Now, Casey Hudson was the creative director, the force behind the Mass Effect trilogy, possibly the greatest series of games ever created. Mass Effect 2, game of the generation on the 360, as decided by the very important panel of judges that were the Brit Xbox people, me, Richard, and Mark back in the day. Now, Mass Effect 2 is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of the series, and to have Casey Hudson return to Bioware after leaving about three years ago to pursue some stuff at Microsoft, he's come back, he seems reinvigorated. He's, he was the guy that also came up with the Anthem concept and was working on that as well before leaving. So he's going to come back, he's going to shepherd that. Maybe, maybe he can fight the good fight of Mass Effect at EA and bring that franchise back from the, the, from the edge of destruction, which is where Andromeda left it. Maybe we'll get a DLC. Maybe we'll get an Andromeda sequel. Who knows? It's way too early to say right now. But the hope is that Casey Hudson will fight the good fight for Bioware and not let EA destroy it like it has so many of the studios that it's acquired over the years. That so many of the franchises that it's acquired and then driven into the ground. The first one that comes to mind for me is Dead Space. Fantastic series of games. I think that was actually an EA original game from Internal. But, you know, they, they just they messed that property up. They took it in the wrong direction. No more Dead Space games. Fantastic game, especially the second one, but now we have no more.
So, you know, EA has a reputation for doing this to games, and my hope is that Casey Hudson will hold on to Bioware and bring back some of that amazing talent and creativity that we saw from that Mass Effect series, from the Knights of the Old Republic, from the Old Republic, from so many of their cr brilliant, brilliant games, from Jade Empire. Oh, I love Jade Empire. I'd love a sequel to Jade Empire. That'd be fantastic. But let's see what he can do, because my fingers are well and truly crossed that this man can save Bioware. No pressure, Casey. None at all. It's a breeze. Just sit back, enjoy your time. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So with that, we're going to wrap up this bonus babble. We'll be back next week. Please head over to bxbgames.co.uk to see all the latest news, reviews, podcasts, and whatever else we decide to do. Get over to iTunes, rate and review us. Follow us on Twitter, at bxbgames. Follow us on Facebook, at bxbgames. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Guess where? bxbgames. So by all means, find us on all these social medias. Hit us up. Um, also, still looking for new contributors. We've always got Xbox. We've always got PlayStation and PC codes. I'm always looking for more people to cover stuff and bring their unique voice to our little family here at BXB Games because we're very small and we'd love to grow it a little bit and, you know, start expanding a bit and trying new things. Um, so by all means, hit me up personally on uh, social media or go to one of the official channels. I'm DIYE on, on Twitter. Um, you know, so hit me up there. Drop me a line. Message me on Facebook. Message the Facebook page for BXB. However you want to get in touch, I will see it. And I will speak to you and we'll, you know, see what we can do. You know, it's always fun to talk about and to play video games. See you soon.